Anyway, I'm going to write a script to filter out <laughs> toxicity. <laughs> and sell it to Twitter. I'm going to reverse zip recruit you. I'm going to unzip recruit your company. Tar recruiter. <laughs> 7Z recruiter. <laughs> Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So last fortnight, I spoke a little bit about how cool it is um, that DARPA is is trying to use geckos to make Spider-Man for the military. Exactly. Um, that's not the thing that I thought was cool, but the part where we can use gecko knowledge to make <laughs> Spider-Man, I think that's cool. <laughs> um. But we don't actually have like functioning mass market gecko tape yet because, you know, the whole it's very hard to manufacture things on a microscopic level. If Um, you're, you know, not funded by the government. Right. Uh, But what we... weapons. (laughs) Or Apple to make, um, you know these things that that steal all of our all of our everything am i missing something did i miss some news story oh no i'm just thinking that like that's probably the other place that microscopic manufacturing is doing okay is in computer silicon oh sure yes is steal our like everything a, i mean just like computers are profitable for apple based on the attention that they command and not necessarily their use as a tool exclusively okay hot take hot take (laughs) so anyway um i am neither of those things i am not apple i am not darpa so what i have access to is micro suction tape and a great excuse to use some so, uh, for ergonomics reasons, I got a trackball mouse a while ago, mm-hmm. um, which is like, a, it's a square, and then it's got a sphere in the middle, and then you wiggle the sphere around, and that makes your mouse move around. Uh, and it's just like a different way of interacting with the computer than with a regular mouse, because if you do too many things, if you do... The same thing too many times it's bad for all of your the the part of your body that's doing that action um so i got a trackball mouse and that's kind of the main mouse that i use now which is like not the point the point was to vary it a little bit but you know you play slimes with your handshake mouse and you develop you work at your job with your trackball mouse exactly, and do personal projects with a trackpad. And now your wrist is broken in three different ways. Right. But not too broken in any one way. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but the thing about working on your ergonomics is that no manufacturer, it seems like, is like, ah, I know what we need to do is make things that are ergonomically sound and like good products um or maybe (laughs) 
or maybe there are manufacturers that do that, but they're like $800 and I don't have $800 to spend on my ergonomics right now. Yeah, especially not one that you can, you know, try for three months. Right. You would want to try it to make sure that is it is in fact ergonomic and not something that you... Yes. I need a 90-day guarantee on my joints. I'm sorry to say that uh, your joints should not be lasting that long. <laughs> Maybe if you keep them in an airtight container, but like still, even then, it's going to degrade. Uh-huh. Noted. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Um, God, that's another so, thing. So, quick, sort of set this out. Uh-huh. I, I know that a new place is going to drug test me. A new job was going to drug test me, so I've been, uh, so I've been not smoking, and it's been awful. Uh huh. Just saying, I just want yeah. to put that out there. That this is a, that's another reason that job searching is awful. Yes, a bad okay. time. Continue. Um. So the situation that I'm at now is I have like a whatever fifty dollar thing that goes underneath my desk so that I can put my keyboard at the right level. And it's not like a perfect level because then that's where my knees are. So it's at a better level now. Levels, but levels. then my my mouse is not like at the right angle because your keyboard you need to have at a negative tilt. You should have your keyboard tilted away from you for ergonomics. Mm-hmm. But your mouse tilted away from you like doesn't work the same way. And so for me, I need my mouse to be kind of flat. Um. And luckily, this thing that I have, you can tilt the mouse and the keyboard separately. That's good. But what ends up happening is because you can tilt the mouse thing separately is that as I use the mouse throughout the day, I push the top of the mouse down until it is a negative tilt. (laughs) Okay. And like I can fix it, whatever. It's not a big deal. Except for the fact that this mouse is very heavy and is therefore more affected by gravity than a lighter mouse would be. Which means that every like week or so as i'm just going around clicking doing things i type on the keyboard and the whole tray shakes up up and down and the mouse shakes off of the tray and the trackball goes rolling somewhere and the mouse itself hits the ground and it goes like and my partner who is also in the room is like ah because something just (laughs) fell and hit the ground um and so this happened one final time and i say final because it happened and i realized I know exactly what the solution is here. What's that? The solution is to stick it to the thing so it doesn't fall. Uh, uh-huh. That if you take a thing and you stick it to another thing, it's not as likely to fall. Mm-hmm. And because this is not a mouse that you move around on the surface, but you move a ball within the mouse around, I can just stick it and it's fine. And I don't have to worry about like its mobility because it's just at the right angle. And so I got some micro suction tape and I used it to stick this mouse to the same place. Um, but that it's like a pretty big sheet of micro suction tape. It's like a foot by a foot or something. Hmm. And to stick the mouse, I only needed like two sure. by two inches. So sure. the question then is, what do you do with the rest of the micro suction tape? Uh, hmm. Okay. It's it's guessing time. Um, you play funny pranks on your partner. 
Ooh, what kind of pranks do you think you could play? Uh, I'm not good at this. <laughs> I'm not good at pranks. <laughs> I could microsuction tape all of the pages of their textbook together. Mm, Would not be funny. a very funny prank because um it's only the microsuction on one half and so the other half it would like actually genuinely be stuck Mm. uh which is not a great prank no uh why did they come in one like foot by foot sheets that seems inconvenient i think because the idea is that you're going to so it's sold by a I cut myself off in the middle of that sentence. And I know I do that pretty frequently, but that time it just like floored me how quickly I shifted sentences in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) It's, you know, it's funny. Um, I've gotten like messages from our dear listeners. Thanks, Jared, for all your support. But dad, you really need to stop blaming me for, uh, editing zach weird he just talks like that (laughs) and i listen back and i'm like oh okay yeah that's a coherent thought but it's not like a sentence it's a coherent thought (laughs) everyone knows what you mean Mm -hmm. i I open you you open with like this is what i want to say but then you're like oh this isn't how you i want to say this and then you finish a different way and it's yeah uh, everyone knows what you're talking about and i don't think it's a problem (laughs) But it does sound like I'm, like, editing out the last half of your sentence. (laughs) Where was I? (laughs) Oh, okay. So the thing with this microsuction tape sheet that I got is that it comes from a company that primarily sells, like, HDMI to VGA converters or... Uh, multi-input, single-output kind of things for mm. audiovisual setups. Gotcha. And so the idea is that you can microsuction tape uh, your multi-input to single-output doohickey to the table, and then all of the cables that are acting on it um, won't physics it off of the table because the microsuction tape is physicsing it to the table. Right. And so that's a... The kind of thing that if you were annoying thing, it's the most annoying thing when my HDMI to VGA converter just bucks itself off the table because of all the calculations it's doing. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. But that'd be a pretty good use for it, though. Like you could stick, um, you could get some decent cable management by like sticking all the stuff to the all your like. Uh, USB hubs and whatnot to the back of the desk. Right. And so I think that that's the idea is that if you're an AV production company or something, sure. you just have 18 VGA to HDMI converters that you take this foot by a foot thing and you cut it down into 18 smaller sticky surfaces, <laughs> smaller patches of micro suction tape that you then use on all 18 so I think the idea is is like wrapping paper where you probably don't have a gift that's as big as your wrapping paper roll, but you cut the mm-hmm. wrapping paper down to the size of 
the thing that you're wrapping. Sure. And so that's why it comes in 12 by 12. Thank you. Sheets, if I had to guess. So what are you going to do with the rest of it? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Okay. I have a metal bed frame that is not inset. So the mattress will sometimes, just by like normal use, mm-hmm. like move around on the frame and you might have to like shove it back a little bit sometimes. Ah. But I've like, I don't want to like put sticky things. Now that I'm saying it, it probably wouldn't stick to a mattress. No, you would have to put the actual sticky side on the mattress and then the, the micro suction side would stick mm-hmm. to the metal. See, that, that's, that's what I was trying to avoid because I don't want to put sticky things on the mattress. Right. My uh, Casper mattress, w- uh, and which is not a sponsor and therefore the, it is terrible and I hate it. Mm-hmm. To go back to something that we discussed a while ago, I have my my water mug that I use to drink water from. But during the podcast, um, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, there's like not much space, and so the the solution that I came up with is that you can just get a clamp on little thing to hold your water, uh, and so now I clamp it onto the surface. But what if I just covered the outside of my mug in micro suction tape, mm-hmm. and then I could just like I got a door right here next to me, so I could just, yeah, just kind of smack it, on, it on the door. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, is micro suction tape machine washable? Dishwasher safe? Um, probably not. Mm, shame. Right. I could just wash the inside of the mug. That's probably good enough. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I love that idea, and I want you to see if it works. <laughs> I did actually use it for one other thing, which is that we have uh, a frame that is larger than the photo that goes inside of it, or the it's mm. not a photo, mm. but it's like an art piece that goes inside of it. And so to sure. center the art piece within the frame, I stuck the like paper backing of the frame with the sticky part of the microsuction tape. And so the mm-hmm. microsuction part is now stuck to the photograph or the, the you know, the printed out poster so that it's it doesn't shift down over time i've had to do something similar with regular tape with a diploma and a diploma frame and it feels terrible to put sticky things on your diploma not my diploma i am stupid and don't have one i'm just kidding i have one i have one i just don't have a diploma frame i just i don't care about it so it's not hung up therefore but other people do care and I, yeah. and I have seen that they have put scotch tape on their, what, what's the John Mulaney bit? $100,000 or something like that. Yeah. 12, $1,200,000. $1,200,000. Yeah. Mine is in a box uh, on top of all of my old exams. College box. College box. I don't think it's exclusively a college box. I might have my AP calculus notebook in there too. 
I might not though. I might have thrown that out. But it had a glittery cover, so like <laughs> You can't toss that. Right. Or you might have to toss that because the glitter gets fucked everywhere. It's like a sequin glitter. Okay, so it's not like a glitter that's going to get everywhere. Micro glitter. There are different um, ways to term the different sizes of glitter. Okay. I learned recently, and I think it would be like the crux of a modern day Encyclopedia Brown thing. Is that he just knows about the granule glitter, God, glitter granule measurement system, and somehow refutes someone's claim using that glitter granule measurement system knowledge. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at a infographic. That uh, this one doesn't have specific names for them. This one from ResearchGate talks about a 31L, a 35L, a 40L. Mm-hmm. Here are the sizes according to Emin Katz Glitter Factory. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, super duper chunky, super chunky, medium chunky, chunky, small chunky, fine, medium fine, extra fine. Super duper chunky. Super duper chunky is uh, roughly two millimeters in diameter looks like as right. opposed to extra fine which is 0.2 millimeters in diameter that's pretty cool this is the kind of hard-hitting research you find on worrying bugs mm-hmm. 50 micron glitter what could you possibly need from 50 micron glitter so jared if you would like a one inch by one inch square of micro suction tape to um, figure out, you know, what to do with so that you can tell me what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at the $10 a month level, and I will personally mail you a one inch by one inch square of mi- micro suction tape. Okay, Zach, I, I love this and support it. Can I maybe suggest that it's a limited run so that we're... <laughs> So that once this sheet of microsuction tape is gone, it's gone. We'll see. Well, is a one-inch square... How how expensive was the microsuction tape? It's like 15 bucks for the, the big sheet. <laughs> okay, so we could definitely get... So it'd be 144. You, yeah, you have 144 square inches total. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I, I think we'd be willing to pitch in <laughs> to get more sheets. We could like we could like sign it or something. You send it to me. Uh-huh. I send it to wherever that needs to go. Yeah. Get a PO box. You know the the kind of scale issues that we run into here. Just bananas. Worrying bugs reserves all rights to stop this anytime. <laughs> <laughs> For any reason. Well, it's not that once a month you get microsuction tape. It's that when you sign up at the ten dollar, right? right. A I'm just month thinking level. like, if you do this 144 times, like, let's be, let's, uh, let's just think through it a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Jared. If you support us on any level. Speaking of support. 
Yes. I think you should support mm-hmm. a, a, a game uh, called Celeste. It's very good. We've talked about it on here before. And for no reason at all, <laughs> it's great. And uh-huh. no, the, it's great for a lot, lots of reasons. Uh, I'm re-recommending it for no reason in particular at this very moment. Okay. I just wanted to put it out there. It's great. It's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it, you're, you heard it here first for the second time. Celeste is a cool, good game. So, Liz, have you been spending time playing Celeste recently? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've been working to hunt to hundred percent it for a long time now. Um, you know, in spurts. Mm-hmm. Um, the I am currently at. I, I don't make fun of me because I'm not a, I'm not a gamer, but I'm okay. at eighteen thousand deaths. <laughs> um, I would probably which, be at at more deaths than that. I I've put um almost a hundred hours in at this point, uh, and I can I can vouch for it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, to, I don't know if I have a whole lot else to say. Um, that's three deaths per minute. Yeah, it seems about right. Yeah. I would have estimated it was more than that. Because, like, the way it's structured, you have... There are stages, and you try to get through the stages, and if you die, you go back to the beginning, and there's no other consequence to dying. Mm-hmm. Other than your death counter goes up. Um, and certainly, like, dying more times is not a bad thing. It's just... Uh, a thing you can say to other people who understand the context um if you so yeah if you know anyone who else who plays celeste ask them what their death count is and because it might be an interesting number i uh i just it's a great game and um in addition to having like great mechanics uh it was it's designed very nicely the music is nice um mm-hmm. you know it's uh and the story, of course. I was poking around with my Steam wish list earlier today, so I'm going to make sure that it's actually on my Steam wish list now. I'm pretty sure you bought it. Did I? My Steam, I'm pretty sure, told me that you bought it. Cool. Oh my god. Steam is so bad about wondering if I'm the same me that I was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Steam and Humble, Humble Bundle both are really just like... Are you sure that you're you? Hmm, yeah, it's in my library. I do own it, indeed. Play it. Um, All right. Play it. If you have a controller, I'd recommend that, but I'm, I'm told it's possible to do on keyboard. Okay. I don't have uh, a controller, so the, I'll figure out how to do it. The pros use the D-pad on the controller. Hmm. Okay. And when I say pros, I mean literally one speed running video that I watched for 10 minutes. <laughs> Is that the, the, no, it wouldn't be the, um, TAS. No, it was just some guy. I don't, th- uh-huh. again, I didn't even watch the full video cause I didn't want to get spoiled. Is, is Celeste a game? So this is a slightly different question, um, than I thought I was going to ask. Is Celeste a game 
that speed run watching a speed run is like feels good i think if you like watching speed runs then yeah mm-hmm. um i really really would recommend playing the game for yourself first okay um just so like because because there are spoilers it is a story um but like once you once you do that i think like someone could conceivably like watching a speed run yeah are there games that you wouldn't want to watch a speed run of i suppose slime rancher might be on there oh no i love watching the slime rancher speed runs because it's so like absurd you can um yeah there's a lot of weird things you can slime surf which is where you like pull a slime towards you but you don't actually suck it up and then you jump on the slime and then you pull it back towards you and don't actually suck it up and then you jump on it and just like keep moving forward in that manner why uh to get across the the slime sea oh okay i see you oh i see you can do it over water yeah okay yeah interesting yeah um yeah i I definitely um you can learn techniques by watching celeste speed runs Mm -hmm. um i i don't know i i i like speed runs as in a as like a concept i guess i like the idea that people like grind video games in order to do them as fast as possible that's very entertaining mm-hmm. for me but i i i don't know watching them is just kind of like i can't even keep track of what you're doing like uh-huh like uh have you ever watched a portal or portal 2 speed run no i don't think so it's ridiculous you like especially when you need like some context to figure out like where everything is in the room mm-hmm because it's like, you know, it's 3D first person and it's right. impossible is what I'm trying to say. There's a game, um, Super Liminal, which relies on a bunch of non-Euclidean geometry type stuff. Like as its core mechanic is that you like move something sure. and as you move it to a wall that's closer to you, it gets larger. Sure. Um, and that one, the speed runs are just like bonkers. <laughs> Okay, you you broke me. Um, uh, I I bring up Celeste again because recent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just because... gonna let it be, you know. I figured whatever. It just that's your your deal. I know. I, I I did all of that as a joke because you both you and I know what we're talking about, but anyone mm-hmm. listening probably will not. But uh, the. Uh, like main developer creator of Celeste and the character Madeline, who is the main character, is trans and uh, recently told us via like blog post or something, medium mm-hmm. thing, uh, that Madeline is also trans. And that is fun. That's cool. Yeah. And I, 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 I read that blog post and I think the creator said something interesting about the way that they um, 
a, a little bit of themselves into this work that they created in the way that you always do when you make something. Yes. Um, yeah. And put a little bit of themselves at a particular point in time, uh, which is, I think, interesting and I would imagine hopeful. I don't have all the right words for this, but is um, is nice to see this particular moment in time of this other person's life mm-hmm. that you are sharing in a way. And like a, a vulnerable one, uh, mm-hmm. a moment that like people rarely get to see in their lives at all and celeste is a vulnerable game mm-hmm. which makes it that much better yeah you are you, it allows you to like it feels like the game doesn't isn't wearing a mask and that allows you to interact with it on a uh in a more emotional way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a great game. Play yeah. it. If you give us $20 a month, you can um, get this stream of Liz speedrunning Celeste. Oh my God. No, because that would be <laughs> an extremely long stream. Um, if you give us $20, I will absolutely stream uh something uh celeste related i will probably just continue my quest to 100% it where you will likely see me beat one maybe two stages over the course of 3 hours <laughs> cuz i'm bad but it's but i'd be happy and it'd be fun yeah i've been thinking about streaming a lot I, I like I like the idea of playing a video game for an audience. Mm-hmm. It, I think it that's seems a very fun. cool elf behavior. Yeah, I just like it's for reasons that are uninteresting. It is not totally feasible at the moment. Technological, like I don't my I don't think my computer would be very happy with me mm-hmm. if I tried to do that. Uh, and for um. It's just not how I, this is a thing that could change, but it's just not how I play video games. It's usually like, if I'm playing a video game, I'm also listening to a podcast, usually. Right. And it would be a a big change to also try to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not imagine that that is easy. And I really appreciate that all of the creative things that I've done outside of theater, I guess, have had a lot of editing work put into them. (laughs) (laughs) Play Celeste. Okay. Jared. That means you also. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, like it was just about me, but it's not just about me. It is on Steam. Whatever that symbol is. Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Epic Games. What is this? It's... Is it itch.io? I don't know what the it, symbol is, so I couldn't. <laughs> it, it's just a downloadable. It's no DRM. Cool. Good game. Beautiful game. Lovely. Fun. I don't know. Like, I don't know what else you want from me. It's a 10 out of 10 game. Play the dang game. Okay. Uh, so speaking, I guess like 
the easiest would be from Certus. Figure out a way to make the last thing we say about cool elf streaming or don't and just leave this part in because that'd be funny too. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of cool elf behaviors, um, one of the things I forgot to mention, and by forgot to mention, I mean didn't have in my head at all when we were talking about one of the things I didn't mention while we were talking about our fall themes uh, was one of the original aspects of the cool elf philosophy, which was, mm-hmm. if we'll remember that Zach wanted to be able to go on to indie web forums make an account that is like pseudonymous basically mm-hmm. and if they ended up not liking the person that that cool elf like was then Zach could just delete the account and make a new one <laughs> right yeah in other words uh, part of the cool elf philosophy is a reset switch on that kind of thing mm-hmm and I just wanted to mention it because Zach reminded me in an, in an after show at some point, which you can listen to on patreon.com slash worrying bugs. <laughs> Lots of plugs this episode. I like it. <laughs> um, and like it it, 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 it has been something I've been keeping in mind, especially uh, I, I feel it makes me, if I feel more emboldened to just like make an account somewhere, try it, see if a thing is working and if it's not just like don't be afraid to just abandon a random internet account because it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. so yeah the cool elf uh, the reset switch aspect of the cool elf theme is definitely in play and that's good that's cool thank you for reminding me yeah so i guess by nature of it being a reset switch i probably can't ask too many questions but i do want to ask are you famous on security twitter now no. Okay. I still just have my one Twitter account. Okay. That doesn't exist, as far as Jared knows. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it, I don't think. It's just something I'm keeping in mind and, I guess, pseudo follow-up. Yeah. Do you feel like now, kind of midway through the season, Cool Elf has been serving you well? Or is that something you want to you want to fully ana- analyze on the twenty first? Spoilers for that episode where we analyze how our theme went. Um, I really wish it was going better, but like for a lot of reasons, it it's not going particularly well. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Themes are themes. I did my best doing my best i make it seem like i've given up and in some ways i have but um you know it's still fall so yeah it hasn't even snowed yet here something else um that can come as a marker of the season is apple's um big software releases (laughs) okay uh so big sir mac os 11 um just just came out 
pretty recently and I upgraded to it and I have thoughts. They are few thoughts, but they are existent still. It's too round. I do not like the rounded corners. Um, Cause it just feels bad. It feels like they didn't, they thought about how every single thing would work individually, but they, they, did, they did not think about how any of them would fit together. So like when you have two windows next to each other with the rounded corners and there's this weird like round triangle thing of empty mm-hmm. space because they they rounded the corners too hard. Um, not cool. When you go to the dock and there's like a tiny bit of rounded corner triangle underneath the dock because the dock doesn't go all the way to the floor. Not great. Um, it's It's an operating system and I will get used to it, but... There's, like, I'm going to send you an image quick. Um, This is how I am, like, it seems like Apple wants you to be using your computer. Like, everything is in windows that are too small for what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. In which case, like, you're not going to have two windows side by side. You're going to have two windows that kind of overlap. Um, and that way you don't get the weird rounded triangle. That's a very but, like window shades of Syracuse County kind of way of arranging the desktop. I guess. But like no one, I don't, I don't feel like anyone uses their computer this way. No. I'm just like looking through, uh, like I just typed in Big Sur into Google Images and they're all like either single window that doesn't take up the entire screen or like this, like just kind of a bunch of mm-hmm. windows. But like you can't see a third or a half or a quarter of any of the windows that isn't the top window because mm-hmm. it's covered with the top window because they're all like weirdly half overlapping. I, I totally agree. That being said, the backgrounds that they offer, the new like dynamic backgrounds that do a smooth transition from daytime to nighttime and they've got like a desert scene they're all kind of like adobe illustrator style (laughs) uh images and so they're like nice soft curves and everything and they are gorgeous and they look great on a vertical monitor and they look great next to each other in whatever arrangement i am a huge fan they are beautiful. Is your audio software working okay? I That's sure hope it is. Worry. <laughs> That's my biggest worry. Um, I had to restart today because otherwise it wouldn't have, but I had to like just reinstall some kernel extension thing. But I don't know. My voice is making it do the wiggles. Your voice is making it do the wiggles. I think we're all good. All right, uh, cross your fingers. I'm still on Catalina because I'm scared. Good. At least one of us should be. (laughs) (laughs) If you are looking to upgrade your uh, milk drinking experience in addition Mm -hmm. to your operating system. Okay. I may may or may not have some recommendations for you. We'll see. 
We'll see. Uh, so the first is a blind uh, test of nut pods, nut pod. uh, which is simply plantlicious. Um, this is the French vanilla almond and coconut creamer that they have available. Um, it opens interestingly. It's got a really weird like cyclone top thing going on. Um, and I can feel that it's one of these, like it's sealed. And then when you open it, it breaks that seal on the inside. Um, okay. So that's pretty funky. I'm going to open it and then I'm going to close it again so that I can shake it. There we go. It's now well, well shaken. Okay. Uh, opening it again. I know this is creamer, so it's supposed to like go into something, presumably. Sure. Um, we'll keep that in mind. We're not going to be too harsh. One one nice thing about this is that it's shelf stable. So until it's open, you can just leave it chilling on your shelf. Um, so, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it foams really nicely, even just based on like shaking it in the bottle. I didn't need to okay. do very much, and it's already foamy. There's not a lot in a single container. Um, okay. I'm assuming because it's creamer, and so you're only supposed to have a little splash in each um, each go of it. But I have done what is probably not recommended and poured mm, like half a cup into this mug. And I'm just going to drink that half a cup. Here we go. Hmm. It's earthier than a lot of other almond or coconut milks that I've had. I definitely get the coconut and the vanilla and the almond, like each individually. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if they add up into one thing together very well. Hmm. The mouthfeel is about what I would expect from a creamer. Okay. There's a lot more nut flavor to it than I would have expected. Hmm. Based on what? Like other creamers that you've had? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any further questions about the nut pods? Uh, Yeah, I mean... We got to get a rating. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me out of how many plant licious is it? I think it's maybe a six out of 10 plant licious. Okay. Um, and is nut pods a, a brand or is that like who makes it? I believe nut pods is the brand. Okay, cool. And just, for people who haven't heard the rest of our recommendations like how like if you're if someone's looking for a plant-based creamer is this a good option i think if you are looking for the almond or the coconut flavor I think this is pretty good because it's got a little bit of each of those flavors without either being too overpowering. Hmm. Okay. 
but you wouldn't recommend it if you're just looking for something to replace cow's milk? No, it wouldn't be my top recommendation. Okay, good to know. I do not think it's going to become like my daily daily driver. <laughs> Nut milk. What is? Zach is shaking a bottle uh, such that I can't see the label. Uh, simply oat milk. Oh, that's the what people who make the lemonade. Yes. So this is uh, simply almond, vanilla almond milk. Um, this is definitely not the unsweetened kind because I, I get the vanilla kind because it's tasty. Um, this one is not shelf stable. You've got to put it in a fridge right when you get it home. Uh, it's mostly water, almonds, sugar, and flavor. As you'd expect. Um, so whoop, here we go. It sounds like it doesn't have like a thickening agent or anything. Um, I mean, you can get away with a lot of things under the moniker of natural flavoring, but uh, I don't believe so. Okay. I personally like a thicker almond milk. This is very definitely sweetened. Um, it's smooth and it's creamy without being too almond flavory. Okay. And this is the one that most mornings when I get up, I put a little squirt of that in my in my morning drink. Because um, it's good. Which is rum. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Tequila and almond milk. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> Whiskey was the thing I should have said. That's like the, you put that in your coffee, mm-hmm. not rum. Um, and that definitely is getting some points for having sweetener already added. Okay. I'm going to see if I can figure out the sugar content of these things. Uh, They do not make it easy. So there's, there's zero sugars in, uh, one tablespoon of this nut pod stuff. Hmm. And there's 10 grams of sugar in, uh, eight ounces of, the almond milk, the simply almond. Uh, okay, that's not terrible. That's less than like orange juice or anything like that. Yeah, and I figure I use it. I use it in drinks where I might otherwise put honey or something. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fine, um, but definitely the sweetness in just a, a flat taste test is definitely giving it some extra points. Okay. I have a suggestion. Okay. Which is out of 11 Mac OS's. That's good. I like that. <laughs> how many uh how many Mac OS's out of 11? Um I'd say this is 9 out of 11 Mac OS's. Awesome. Yeah. That that sounds great. At um mm-hmm. I like I've totally fallen off of any I haven't what I'm trying to say is that I have not had almond 
milk or any other type of milk for a long time. I don't know exactly why that is. It just hasn't been like something I reach for recently. Um, mm-hmm. If I was, you know, playing up the bit, then I might say like, it's because I can't get my fancy barista almond milk. It's Zach's fault that yeah. I don't have enough calcium or whatever. <laughs> he introduced me to such a good almond milk that I can't go back. Uh-huh. You can get it in in obscene quantities online. <laughs> obscene quantities and obscene prices is the thing. Well. Yeah. But I guess it's for baristas who would go through a lot of it, so. Mm-hmm. That's another thing with this simply almond milk is that it's it's the right size where I can get one and use it up around the time that I'm going to the grocery store next. Mm. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Zach. That was uh very informative. Mm-hmm. And we have two more entries on our alternative milk database. <laughs> that none of you get to see, Jared. You know, if it becomes more extensive, maybe. Mm-hmm. I talked about a recipe social network or like a food social network. And if I did that, I would have to make it with arbitrary <laughs> ratings. Rating system. Yeah. Oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> it certainly would be for like filtering. Like it would be useless <laughs> for filtering. Well, I mean, you just turn it into a fraction and then compare the fractions. I suppose. But like... And just give a band of like, I want I want ice creams that are between three eighths and five tenths good. <laughs> um... I don't know what, what I just feel like 9 out of 11 Mac OS's is different than 7 over 9 grains of rice. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think those two are directly comparable. Yeah, right. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh That's where AI comes in. That's where yeah. we put the AI. <laughs> uh And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs, sponsored by MacRumors.com. You can't output Mac system audio to stereo-paired HomePod minis, but there is a workaround. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs, sponsored by MacRumors.com. Jared, if you want to see me stream Celeste. Or if you know what I can do with my microsuction tape, you can contact me on Twitter. I'm at... 